Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. What's your drama? Welcome to What's Your Drama. I'm so excited. We have a special guest. Uh, you're Sasha. Oh, right. My name is Sasha. <laughs> I'm Lainey. And our special guest is Danielle Graham, the host of eTalk. Yes. Our very good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like an entertainment connoisseur. Very much so. Also someone who gives great advice. Also very funny Life too. knowledgeable, Danielle. Really? Yes. Actually, I'm not quite sure you've given me advice you, before. You have definitely given me advice. I've given you advice. Yes. Has she given you advice? Oh, yeah. Really? And she's good at it. Like we, mm, our you give offices. Me advice. I'm the receiver. <laughs> our offices are across from each other. Yes. And there are times when I'm about to go off the deep end and she has talked me back. And saves you. There's this one thing I go to her with that is, I'll always say to her, like, can I just. And I'll say, stop right there. <laughs> What are, what do you, oh, anything. Yeah. It's a recurring theme that I want in life and she'll. I'm going to stop you right there. (laughs) But you call yourself to me. Yes. My consiliary. Yeah. Because she's like the person, like she's the, she's guiding me. That's a Godfather reference. Yes. Yes. I'm Tommy Hagen. These don't, you know, this doesn't, that doesn't work for you. No, it makes no sense. But she's Italian, so she should get this. It works. But I went to you a couple months ago and I had a, I had a drama Yeah. and I asked you to help me and then you did. And then I said, can you draft that text for me? (laughs) And then I did. I did. did. (laughs) And then the best part was you drafted the text. I sent it verbatim Mm -hmm. and then you followed up with me. I'm really good at that. The response mm-hmm. and it all went well. Mm-hmm. So you do give great advice. But we're lucky because Danielle's going to give some good, yes. good intel. For and her. who knows? Maybe we'll get lucky and she'll pepper in some of her favorite celebrity stories. I hope so. Like all the celebrities who have <laughs> flirted with her. Stop. So many. <laughs> so many. So all many. That's, actually, that's not true. No. Maybe back in the day. No. So I was many. Actually, watching um, something on eTalk, and you, it was like a whole story on Charlie Hunnam, who I, we're kind of mixed feelings on. About now, I ruined I, Charlie Hunnam. You ruined him yeah, for yeah. Danielle last but week. Charlie Hunnam played the flirting game with Danielle yes. Graham very, very much. But I initiated it shamelessly, though, and I think he was maybe being polite. Yeah, but that's still great to have the swagger to roll up to Charlie Hunnam and be like, "Hey, you look cute," and him have to say, "You look cute too." <laughs> Is it how? Did I do that? Yes, you did. Oh. <laughs> also, everybody, Danielle. Just to like, you know, jog your memories is the one who was like Angelina Jolie hates Danielle so yes, much. Which is also <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. But I just want to go back and recount all of that because when she showed me how much she hated me, I called you immediately after yeah. and I said, she hated me. She gave me a dirty look. She avoided me. She spoke to every other member of the press except me. Mm-hmm. And you yeah. said, it couldn't have been that bad. And you watched the tape. <laughs> And you called me back. Very, very bad. Said, it was very, 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 very bad. Very much. So you have highs you. and lows. You have Charlie yeah. Hunnam, yeah. who loves you, and Angelina Jolie, who detests you. It's my favorite story, though. Like, isn't it your favorite story at this point? It How is. much Angelina Jolie hates you? Yes. And when you <laughs> mention it, I can actually picture the look she gave me yeah. with her eyes. I can, yeah. I can relive that mm-hmm. in, instantly taken back to that moment. Yeah. yeah. It was a quick dart dart of the room, mm-hmm. zoned in on me, thought not doing that, talking to everybody but her. I'm going to yeah. make her feel that way yeah. and make it really pointed and very, very obvious. I feel like you, I, I wonder <laughs> that day if you were wearing like a mask of Jennifer Aniston. That's how much she hated you. Like that was what the look was. It was so bad. But I remember that day really toning my look down. I remember specifically thinking I'm going to wear like a simple black dress. Nothing's going to be too much anything, not too much cleavage. I'm going to be really respectful. I went with you that afternoon Uh to watch her speak. Uh, And I wanted to really, you know, have really informed You did your research. And I had smart questions. I didn't even get the chance. Well, I did. I chased her down like a crazy person. Yeah. And got my moment. You fucking did your job. What do you mean crazy person? Yeah. Like we got, you got the sound bite for our these are she the stories me. that we all love, though. You need the, you should be the most proud God, of the fact that Angelina so Jolie hates you. Like, I, no, hates yeah. you present day. Like, I'm sure she thinks about you and says, <laughs> I hate that I girl. hate that girl. I hate her. We'll continue to hate her for life. Forever. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> um, but you both, but we want to talk about Meghan Markle because you two know Meghan Markle very well. 
or at least by proximity, you were at the wedding. So what is the dirt we on Megan covered right now? The wed- okay. Sasha, fine. We covered the wedding. You waved at them from a, a <laughs> yeah. far away. Harry distance. waved at us. Harry yes. waved at us. Yes. We stayed in this really cute little apartment and our yeah. rooms were I loved our apartment. Like oh, one, no one like, cares. Tell me about Megan Martin. No, like third. one little foot apart from each other, and we would like <laughs> I know. I got to curl your like hair. Our it was really nice. It was, it was a really nice great um, trip. Anyway. Yes, anyway. Um, Megan. Megan Markle. Okay, we don't know her. Danielle's interviewed her mm-hmm. a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, people have a conspiracy theory online that I'm friends with her because… Oh, my God, they do? Oh, my God. Have I not told you this? No. no. I do not know this. So, there are people who email me every day being like, we know you're friends with her and you are being paid to write nice things about her. Okay. Like, if that's the only thing I'm getting out of this friendship, I suck. Yeah. But it's because one night I was at a dinner. Yasik was there too. Yasik yes. and I both have been at a dinner with Meghan Markle okay. because we were invited by mutual friends. Um, and there's a photo that exists online where Yasik and I are in this group of people. Mm-hmm. And now the internet conspiracy is that Meghan and I are friends. I don't fucking know her from my ass. Like, that's it. Had one dinner, spoke to her for 15 minutes during the dinner this is the end. What'd you talk about? Dogs. Good Boring. Yeah. But do you um, <laughs> do you write nice things about her on your site? I think you're not. You're like I write fair things. Fair things. I've called yeah. her a thirsty fame yes. whore. Good point. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, co-sign that point. Yeah, but you're not like. Yeah, I don't think you're like overly. You're not fangirling over yeah. her at all. No, I defend her. I think some of the coverage is oh, blatantly yeah. racist. Absolutely. Yep. Yes. Um. And but at the same time, I've said like. You know, I've compared her. I, I was like, yeah, she's friends with Priyanka Chopra because they're both thirsty fame whores. Like, she's a celebrity. Oh, what the fuck do you want? Exactly. Um, but with Meghan Markle, I want to hear your opinion on this, like, no baby or sort of, we're not going to reveal the baby on the steps and, yeah. and all that. I get it. I think with Kate, there's obviously the responsibility of William being, you know, the future king of England. You have to do the thing. Megan has choices. And that's a great position to be in. And this is her baby. This is not somebody who grew up royal and for for whom this is a very normal thing Mm, to have a baby and present it to the world and take the photos and here it is and everybody see. She grew up in LA. It's a different kind of world. This is a this is a strange foreign planet she has landed on. And when you ha- when you first have a baby, and, and for most of that child's life, it's just like, I just want to protect it. I want to protect it. I want to keep it safe. I don't want all those eyeballs on it. I want to keep all those germs away from it as much as I can. I don't need to show the world this baby. I think that that's probably what is happening with why she isn't a nor- revealing it. you're saying because she's like more of a normal person. She's more of a normal person. Okay. Um, in no other circumstance do people come out of a hospital like yeah. ta-da <laughs> like, like the Lion King like it's flipping totally, it's, totally. it's fucking weird yeah, it it's weird. weird it's like ha senyana here's the baby weird 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 so if she's yeah. she was like us two years ago yeah. okay yeah. she was us yeah and now she, this is what the expectation is that's a real big leap to make I think to expect for her to be comfortable with it do I think part of it's vanity maybe Maybe mm-hmm. she's like, you know what? I just gave birth. I don't know what the other side of that looks like. I don't want to show the world myself either. Well, you brought up a really good point the other day when I saw you at work. You were saying, oh, you think um, Kate, when she came out, actually had delivered the baby a couple of days yeah. before and then came out when all the bloat was gone. When she deflated. Yes. I believe that because you you just physically can't look like that. You cannot have a baby. And, and with Kate, each baby, there was less and less time it took for her to come out. First baby was like, you know, several hours. Next baby couple. Last one, it was like an hour later, bam, outside. In a, in a beautiful in a, in dress. In a dress and her legs were slender and her face was slender. Like you, most often you're hooked up to IVs and things and you're bloating and nobody looks like that. So I actually think Kate Middleton had those babies maybe three days before, deflated, depuffed, yeah. maybe had a diuretic. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know… Gave herself a chance to settle mm-hmm. and, and then presented herself to the world. Which is just really, really… Which is unfair for yes. regular folk, plebby people who are just trying to push out a baby and then they look in the mirror and they look hideous, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's what… I looked worse after giving birth than I did before I went in the hospital. I just looked horrible. Yeah. I looked horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. It's like running a marathon and then you're not sleeping and then that's it and then you never sleep again. Imagine <laughs> that. Imagine running a marathon and not getting to rest after that. You're just like, well… <laughs> 
just keep going. Just, just try to live. You just try to survive. <laughs> and your body's mangled and like everything's hard. So you like mm-hmm. the fact that Megan is keeping the baby Yeah. Private. I mean, I get why people want to see the baby, but also babies just look like fucking babies when they're born. Like there's nothing to see. It's not – there's they no identifiable the features. It's not – It's That baby's probably going to be pretty cute though. I mean um, – On day one? No one's know. good day one. Okay. Don, no, no, day, day. no, no one on day one of no, their life my, is good. My daughter, I'm going to tell you, came out cross-eyed. Legit cross-eyed. <laughs> I, I did the Kourtney Kardashian. I grabbed B, pulled her up. My first thought Oh, you was, delivered your own child. Like I, well, they, they, you, they get you most of the way out. And then you just like, you can gra- they said, do you want to grab the baby? Of course and I was you like, did that yourself. Gra- well, I don't know. I was no, so, I've I never love, heard this. I love how you're also describing like most women deliver their kid like Kourtney Kardashian did. That's not a thing. No, I put, I think there was doctors and nurses that delivered I've the I've never baby. heard this. Wait a minute. You reached she, down. They and- said, do you want to reach down and grab the baby? So while you're grabbing, it's you're still attached feeling, to me. You're feeling it come out feeling, of your baby hole. I'm feeling thighs to and, end of feet. And top 100. Yeah, come all you the way out. You pulled it. I pulled I've never. Have you heard this baby before? Out. I have never I'm, heard this before. I've never known that she did that. I but I know out. that people do that. But it's like just basically I've like never a heard wet and wild this. slip and slide, right? Because you just kind of like it's all wet and juicy anyway. It's so a you disaster go, down there. It's a disaster. I couldn't feel anything. So I was you, numb from the from the tits down. You pulled her. You pulled yeah. her out from thigh to toes. I pulled her out from thighs to toes. Pulled her right out. Got a good look at that cross-eyed baby. <laughs> totally, you're like, thought, shove her back and in. I was like, so is there? Um, is there like somewhere down the hall that they like straighten those things out? <laughs> yeah. They don't look good. They don't look good. And they oh. they're like. Sometimes their skin is too loose or there's yeah, – there's I'm no still back at the pulling. I I've pulled the baby I've out. never heard that people pulling their own baby out before. Yeah, I pulled the baby like out. Yeah, they do like a little – like they curve over and they just fucking yank at that At that point, out. the hard part's over. It's the head and the shoulders that's hard. Yeah, yeah. And then that part is just narrow. Yeah. Just, just some toes. Just some, just some toes and thighs. thighs. I, see, I, I just learned something on this podcast. I've never heard of this before. Pulled the baby out. Yeah. Okay. But I grabbed her like under her arms and just like whoop. Got to look at her, put her on my chest. She's all slimy and yeah, it's a beautiful I, moment. It's a beautiful moment. <laughs> but back to the fact that babies, yes. all babies look like shit on day one. Okay, that's I the will thing. say There's nothing to see. One more thing about the steps on the hospital. Danielle and I have um, experienced this firsthand, mm. and I know you. Once you've seen these people in real life, you don't want to go back. The people waiting outside the hospital. Oh. Why? What do you mean? Okay, so there are these royalists. Okay. Like they're fucking. Like, they're believers, okay. but for royals. Yeah. And they're all weird. Gross. And <laughs> they're they, all just, just a bunch of gross people in there. Because you have to be weird and gross just to wait. sit, to yes. wait. Like, they've been waiting days. So we were in Windsor last year, oh and we'd shoot around the town. And they had stanchioned off the road days ahead. And there were people sleeping in sleeping bags, not moving from their positions. Yeah. The sun is beating down on them. They're they're white from all the sun lotion. Yeah. Do you remember the, the sun white, lotion? I was just thinking that. And it was getting streaky. And he was like, I'm just, I'm protecting myself from the sun. I'm like, there's a lot more you need to worry about than your yourself than this. And they wore like the St. George's Cross flag yeah. as like a, as a Union Jacks. Union Jack everything. Ooh. That like, I, we were, we would walk by that area and we would hold our breath. <laughs> Yeah. Because we didn't know what kind of waft would attack us. They were marinating. Marinating. Because no, no one's so, bathing. Yeah. Do you want, like, Those if you had I the choice, understand. if you know. had the choice, would you want to bring your child out and, sh- and like, Simba them to those people? No. No. Exactly. It's like in in Princess Bride, right? When she comes out and there's just like all these mangly, disgusting people out. And they <laughs> yes. all, yeah. So it's, it's like the walking dead. I feel really bad if anyone's listening to this and they've done this before. We've just called them like the most disgusting people on planet Earth. But, okay, okay. But again, they're like, they're out there. By choice. By choice. Yeah. Willingly. And it's not, it's worse than camping because at least when you camp… <laughs> You have facilities that you can go to. Right. This is just you can go street. into the woods. They can't leave their position because there are other freaks who will take the position. Right? So they stay there. And they sing. And they have bells. <laughs> they they have songs. They have songs oh, wow. and bells. No. And there was a town crier. Like, there it is are they all fucking weird. 60? No. No. no there so, were, like, teenagers. No, wide demographic of people. Yeah. Well, well, everything. Every, wow. Everybody and everything. 
And that's the thing. And I do believe there were saying, no people of color, though. I will just put that it is. Out it there. is a white people event. Yes, <laughs> <White people laughs> exclusively, very, very occasion. So, yeah, very, very. I much will so. say that. But I think Kate is maybe slightly resentful that she didn't have that choice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like of I could see her going, "Fuck, you yeah. can do this, and I couldn't do this. Yeah. I had to push out three kids and then present them to the world. Yeah, and get like yeah. malaria from these. That's people. a great point. If she had the choice, she, she would have chosen it. this way. Right. And then there's also the awkward part of like William carries the car seat and then puts it in this thing. Do you know how hard it is A, to carry a car seat and B, to click it in? Like it's awkward and uncomfortable. I still fumble almost three years later. I'm like, yeah, fuck seatbelt, fucking five point thing. <laughs> right. And they're just like, oh, this is so easy. Like it's, I can't imagine the yeah. amount of stress. But you're right. They've probably done that a thousand times or whatever. They've probably rehearsed it three days before so yeah. that everything is Q to Q. Yeah. Like the royal wedding. Point. Q to Q. It was timed to the second. Yep. Wow. It was, and the car will hit this point, yep. and the sweeping drone shot, and the round, and the person. It was perfectly timed. Even so I like could see that. when the carriages turned the corner was timed. Like, like the we, sun was in the right yeah. location. Oh, that's psychotic to me. We were in the right position for him to wave at us because it was timed so well. We were ready. It we're like, we got to be. Wave to yeah. Yes. So we got that shot. No, we weren't like we weren't lucky. We were prepared because they made us prepared. Oh wow! Everything yeah. was timed perfectly. That life, but there's a military background, so that totally makes yeah. sense. Okay. Anyway, should we get into some people's drama? Yes, yes please. All right, dear Sasha and Lainey and Danielle. Mm-hmm. They didn't know that you were here, but let's pretend they do. Okay. Okay, here's my situation. My husband and I have a really good friend from college. Let's call him H. We have known each other for almost 20 years. Even though we haven't lived in the same city for a long time, we make an effort to see each other at least one or two times a year, and we both consider him one of our best friends. For the last five years, he has been married to C. She's not terrible, but she's definitely not someone we would hang out with by choice. On paper, she is super smart, but she often acts like an airhead and does annoying things like throw temper tantrums and quits if she is uh, losing a board game or smokes a little <laughs> weed and acts like a universe uh. is upside down. Irritating, but we can survive it. The problem is every time we see her, she accuses me of not inviting her to my wedding. Sometimes playfully, sometimes seriously. Every fucking time. I would take the hit if it were true, but it's 100% not. My husband and I got married while they were in the early stages of dating. At that time, H was seeing three different girls, C included. He was upfront with all of them about this situation, or so he claimed. He chose not to bring a date to the wedding. However, later I found out that he told C she couldn't come because he wasn't allowed a plus one. This is total bullshit because everyone had a plus one. The first 20 times it came up, I laughed it off or said something like, of course you were invited, but she keeps bringing it up. I don't know how much more of this I can take. H is totally useless and just laughs and lets me take the heat. I told him when <laughs> I told him when she was not around to get his story straight with her because I'm tired of taking the flack. But this is obviously not a priority of his. Finally, the last time I got a little bitch here and said something like, see, everyone had a plus one, so the fact that he didn't bring you is between you and him. But that didn't seem to sink in, and I'm 100% convinced this issue will continue to come up. I don't want to hurt her feelings by dropping the truth bomb that he was dating two other girls and hadn't yet realized that she was his ride or die. My friend obviously doesn't have the balls to fess up, and while my loyalty is with him, I also believe in girl code. Please help. I can't do this for another 50-plus years. Oh, and as a side note, regarding vaginal recovery after birth, I can personally attest that I'm actually much tighter after each birth. Uncomfortably so. Apparently, it's a reaction to trauma. My physical therapist prescribed what is essentially a vaginal loosening exercise with this plastic dildo thing. She says she goes through like a hundred of them a month. So I'm just going to leave it right there. I don't ever remember talking about vaginal stuff in podcasts. Did you guys before. get vaggy? <laughs> but this, this is we, oh, we fucking always get oh, vaggy. Okay. We don't talk about baby vag. But okay. Maybe so, if you, wait, maybe last year we talked, we wondered whether or not you loosen up. Anyway, let's come back to that. We'll come back to that. Let's get back to the dramatic friend. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Danielle. Okay. Advice. I have some initial thoughts on it. And yes. the, I think in the beginning, perhaps it was her way of connecting. It was like, hey, hey, hey. Oh, my gosh. This is like, the, I don't really have anything else to say. I'm feeling a bit weird. Yeah. You guys had this longstanding history. You're this trio. I'm this like kind of outsider finding my way in. And it was her way of trying to be like, ha, ha, ha. Jokey. Right. It's gone on clearly, <laughs> clearly just a, just a smidge too long. Yeah. And we all know those people who, when they get drunk, get repetitive and go back to the same old, like, yes, jokes shtick. and shtick and commentary and stories. And she's probably one of those. She doesn't – she sounds like a bit of a baby with the temper tantrums, but she doesn't sound 
like horrible. Mm-hmm. Like there's so more like a people. boring, annoying person. Yeah, who doesn't is... maybe have a lot of social skills in yes. terms of like how to connect to people. Like she needs to, they need to find something that they vibe on. If it's like, hey, we're both into these kinds of books or this kind of movie or yeah. this, they need to yeah. find something there so that this woman can stop dragging up this old story that isn't even true. So how do you shut her down or do you oh. shut her down is really kind of where our our writer is at, right? She's like, what the fuck do I do with this person who keeps on reliving this joke and doesn't want to expire it from her brain? Well, obviously, and the dude is like, he's, as she said, useless. Yeah. Like he's, but you can't sell him out either. No. Nope. You cannot sell him out. <laughs> so I feel like the option is you kind of have to eat it. See, that's what I would say. I think so too. You just have to suck it up and you, you just go, ha, 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 yeah. ha, ha, And you move the conversation yeah. along. There's nothing else you can do. What are you going to – she's already tried. She tried the shutting it down kind in of thing and, it, and it, it didn't go anywhere. So could you maybe be like um, – could you maybe be like, oh, well, you know what? When we do our renewal of our vows, you're going to – vowels. <laughs> when we do our renewal of our vows, you're totally invited. Until then, let's not talk about this again. Could you not just kind of be like – sandwich it with a nice thing and then a bitchy thing because she yeah. came at the bitchy oh, see thing first yeah. so then maybe be like pat it out pat it out yeah or you could say listen if we ever renew our vows you can bet you won't be invited to that if you keep bringing this up <laughs> and you go that way too I, yeah that kind of tone you need to have to have you yeah. either have to joke about it joke or, back with the joker or you suck that shit up and just live with it for yes 50 more years I think you uh, to me that's what I would do and because you know what any reaction says to her that it's bothering you. And mm-hmm. I don't want you to, like, I don't want our reader to reveal that either. Like, she's saying this to you because she's trying to get a reaction out of you, that she wants to make you feel bad. Or I yeah. think she's more like what Danielle said, which is she's just trying to be like, can we be friends somehow? That's so let what me I just think too. Joking, joking. She's, let's find she's a bond. trying to be like, I want to be your friend, and yeah. you didn't invite me to your wedding, and I want you to know that that upset me because I really want to be your friend. And she doesn't know how to be a friend. It's some, you know what, guys? It's not easy sometimes mm. to make friends as we yes. get older. We all know that. When you're the new person When in you're a the group. new person yeah. in a group that's long established. Yeah. So she's trying to mm-hmm. find her like groove and she's doing it clunkily and awkwardly and she's fumbling through it. Danielle, coming through with really good advice because that's what I'm actually now going to… But now I worry that I'm that person. When I hear these stories, I'm like, am I that person that's doing these No. What? Oh, you don't know. Okay, I don't know. Like you don't that? know how you socialize. I think Danielle's coming through the, with the, like the generous point of view. I'm going to come through with the petty point of view. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, as, you know, on brand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, I, given what other things we know about this girl, like she gets mad and cries when she loses at board games. Right. I don't think that this is a joke. I think this is one of those things that she's holding on to and hmm. she can't get over and she's like poking, poking, poking. I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. And at a certain point, I think the best thing to do is just pretend you can't hear her when she says it. Mm. You just fly right by that part of the conversation. And like she, let it drop and yeah. move on. Yeah, you, you completely can, ignore it. I feel like you can do both. I'm now taking happy medium. I feel like what Danielle said was really actually – um, would be a really good thing to do, which is like try to extend an olive branch and just see what this chick's all about, mm-hmm. right? Like already our our writer is like, she's annoying, she's not fucking horrible, but like we can put up with her. But maybe see if you can get to know her so that you're not just constantly annoyed by her. And then also weave in your advice, Lainey, which is just fucking ignore her when she talks about this particular moment and this wedding. Do you know what I mean? Try yeah. You're going to be, this chick's going to be fucking around. She's not leaving anytime soon. So you might as well try to be nice to her. Try. Try. Yeah. Does, yeah. She hasn't explained here if she's tried to do that. And I wonder. I have, a, I have a feeling that she's probably iced this chick out because she thinks she's a ditzy fucking dummy. I'd, I'd like some history on the girl to see what kind of longstanding friendship she has. Maybe she doesn't even have a lot of friends. Maybe she doesn't know how to like interact with people. Yeah. Maybe she just hangs up with her husband and then every now and again they get together with this couple and she gets anxious and weird and yeah, she does, she just, re, she just keeps going back to the same weird narrative, you know, and she's on like a loop about it. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Like I said, you guys are nice and I'll be I'm over trying. here sitting with the bitch squad. Okay. Well, yeah. can we talk about a tight vagina then? Because like I've okay. been, we might as well just transition into that. So she's, so what she's saying is that her like crotch or her <laughs> canal, her vagina, 
vagina, her vagina yeah. is getting tighter with every birth. Okay. So that I've never heard before. Never heard of that. I've always heard that it's basically like just stretched like meat hooks everywhere. You're just like meaty, <laughs> meaty. Okay. Like like, like raw steaks in between your legs. Right? No. Okay. Maybe like directly <laughs> after things are pretty fucked yeah. up. Like my I, I, things were really fucked tell up us. after I gave birth. Okay. Like, do tell. Again. <laughs> I prepared myself for a couple of things. I prepared myself uh, with the stuff that I needed at home to have a baby. I took a class to figure out kind of like how you have a baby. And then I just let everything, I thought, ah, what I said to you, bigger idiots yeah. have done this with less. Yeah. So yeah. How, how, how hard and bad could this be? Yeah. yeah. Wrong. <laughs> really unprepared for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, really unprepared for a lot of reasons. And a lot of it was, I just didn't know what was going to happen to my body afterwards. Yes. Like I just, it didn't cross my mind. Right. I just thought, like Kate Middleton, came out, thin legs, thin arms, nice face. That she could put pants on. That well, like you, you just can't because everything's just so fucked. So I gave birth, <laughs> and I guess things were like swollen. But again, I was numb. I had the epidural because I went for all the drugs. Not only had the epidural, I had they have um, laughing gas that you can like hit on top of your epidural. Mm, Randall fun. was taking the laughing gas, <laughs> yes. and I was that. Randall, Randall's Daniel's. Yeah, that's husband. my husband. Uh, anyway, so. Afterwards, things are pretty swollen. Again, I can't feel or see. I have a catheter, so I can't even know if I'm peeing. And they give you this maxi pad with has like it has a, a hole in it, and they shove it full of ice. So it's like crushed ice from the vending machine, and they give you that, and they stick it on there, so they, to bring down the swelling because yeah. things get it gets a lot of pushing and a lot yeah. of pressure. Yes, yes. So they take the catheter out. I have to go pee. So I'm like, okay, I need to go pee. My legs are really unsteady because again, I've been numbed. Yeah. So I said to Randall, "Can you please help me to the bathroom?" They give you this enormous maxi pad. As well, on top of the ice pad. Look, wait. Yasik. I usually have video Sorry, Yasik. I haven't seen you in so long, and now I'm going to share this with you. I love it. Keep going. I love this. On top of that, you can Google the image of the maxi pad that they give you at the hospital. I am not exaggerating. It comes from your navel to the top of your ass crack. It's that big. And with this mesh pair of underwear that go on top, which are very comfortable. So Randall walks me to the bathroom. Which are very comfortable. Very comfortable. Yeah. They remove the ice pack. I'm in the huge maxi pad. I'm in the, the meshy underwear. Walks me to the bathroom. I grab onto the, you know, the rail. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, I need you to like pull my underwear and my, and my big maxi pad down. And he was like, okay. And I, I said, I have to pee. So I need you to do that for me because I can't really do all that. And then I was like, okay, pull the, pull the maxi pad down now. And he's like, I did. I'm like, but what am I feeling? He's like, don't look. Don't look. I'm like, what am I feeling? What is that? Why is this so, what's so puffy? And he's like, babe. It's not, you don't want to see it. I had a scrotum. I had a nutsack. What I was feeling between my legs was me. It was me. Things were swollen to the middle of my thighs. But. The middle of my thighs. And I thought it was padding. But it was your It stakes. was my it was body. <laughs> had swelled Whoa. to 300%. 300% wow. swelling right down there. And that's normal. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but it comes back up. It, it all comes back up now. Okay, everything's yeah, normal. but it, it take. I never ever look. I like. I I did a little of that. I was like, that's all I need to see. I'm talking purple. Okay. Nut so sack. what you're saying is, if you had, and they they yeah. yeah, and then the nurse came in and she was like, oh, we might need to drain that. I said, drain it, drain it. With what? Also, you no just drained out no of women. No one's poking around. And where I gave birth is a teaching hospital. So on top of that, I had an entire classroom of interns <laughs> as I was giving birth. The girl from TV. And oh, that, I'm actually surprised you let that happen. I was just like, I don't know. I just, I just gave into the process at yeah. this point. July 1st, the day I gave birth, is the day that all the new interns start. So like the start of the new intern year. So it was all new people. Everyone kept coming in, poking in. What's going on in here? Oh. Are you giving birth? Canada Day, baby? Oh, aren't you that girl from TV? I'm like, this is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. <laughs> and no one's quality controlling these people. Oh, my no. God. Yeah, and then so you give birth. Baby comes out, blah, 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 blah. Go down there for a long time. I don't even realize how long it is. I just keep looking over to make sure the baby's okay because she's in the little – they put her in a little bassinet and they check all of her stuff. They're like fixing everything up down there, and I guess I had to give birth to the placenta still. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, again, yeah. didn't read the stuff. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, didn't, <laughs> didn't Google ahead. Yeah. And then I, I'm like, wait, it's been like 45 minutes. There's a whole classroom here. Can we wrap this up? Yeah. Like, I'm done. Yeah. yeah. With everybody seeing everything. Yeah. Everything. Anyway, um, no, I, no, things are normal. Like, like normal canal, normal, yeah. normal, no meat. Yeah. Nothing like that. Okay. But at the time of trauma, yeah. Nutsack. Scrotum. Okay. I, I have, like, obviously, I think this is 
this is probably normal. Like, of course it is. They weren't buzzing, like, you know, they weren't cold bluing no- your vag. No. Right? So I think it's pretty normal. But you know what I love is that I don't think people talk they about this. And if you think that you want to, I was like, I can't have sex ever again. Like, I'm so afraid. I'm so afraid of everything down there. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it's going to feel like. I'm just like afraid. I'm so scared. I'm yeah. scared. Yeah. I'm so scared. Something could I had to get a little bit drunk before I even thought of the idea of like ever anything ever anywhere near there ever again. And you traumatizing. also have to give a hat tip to men who have seen your wife in this particular incident instant um, mm-hmm. grow and nut sack and be like, I'm going to dive back into that shit yep. and I'm going to be down with that. Because <laughs> I'm committed to I'm it. I'm committed to her that I will love her with her labia down to her knees. Randall saw it. Randall saw it with his Yeah, eyes. that's why he said, and he's don't a, look. And he's a visual person. Like he's in, he's <laughs> he's in a, advertising. A, yeah. He's a creative. Like Randall is visual. As you can guarantee. You cannot unsee that, right? <laughs> he saw it. You see and that. He wasn't supposed to participate down there either. That's the other thing. We had an agreement. Let the doctors and the nurses do the thing. You stay up here. I don't want you to see that. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Then they said, you got to grab a leg. You better. She's pushing. You grab a leg. He's like, I, I'm grabbing the leg. And I was like, I, this wasn't part of the thing. No. And they were like, grab the leg. Go. So he had to grab my leg and lift it up. And then it and all. And then you delivered your child. And then I delivered my child. And then he saw it all. God I, bless him. Listen, You're right, actually. He, was, yeah. he handled that all really well. And he's very averse to gross things. If I had to see Corey in, like, one of those situations where all of a sudden, like, his insides came to his outsides, it would be really hard to, like, want to <laughs> go down with whatever again. It would be null and void at that yeah. point, I think. <laughs> no? You're gross, too. You get grossed out, Lainey. But you also love gross. I love gross, but I, I don't love it the way Yasik insists on foisting it upon me. Right. And I still want to have sex with him. So it's a testament to how attracted I am to him. But then you share that gross with me. I haven't told you like the grossest things. I like, learned two podcasts ago that he washes his dick in the sink. <laughs> so like Why? anything goes in this oh, relationship. Fuck. Like he he's lazy to shower sometimes. So okay. he's invented what he's called a half shower where he stands over the s- sink and fucking splashes his dick without having to get his whole body wet. And it's all good from this there. This is what I live with. But is is there is he and like you know soap? how fucking clean and weird I, I am about three times a day. I do. So there is soap. There's soap. Yes, but it's yeah. He that is his fucking jam. But when you want, don't you want to wash the whole undercarriage? Like all the back and front. Yes, undercarriage. In theory, yes. In fact, the back is more important than I Agreed. would think the front. So maybe <laughs> yes, that you should invent like an, an anal wash. An, <laughs> yeah, get a bidet. Anyway. But back to my point about, like, feminism and whatever. Like, Mm. I just don't think that you would have read that in a book. No. Like, I think women need to go around telling each other, hey. It's gross. You're pregnant? Okay, well, you know what? After you give birth, your lips, your labia will turn into maybe, like, you know, filet mignons. Correct. I will give full points to Chrissy Teigen, who tweeted to the world, I didn't know that I was also going home in a diaper. And she gave birth just before I did, and I was like, huh? And then um, that was on eTalk, and then Depends sent me several boxes of Depends for after I gave birth. And I was like, this has got to be just like a joke. And they're, no, no, I wore Depends. I literally wore Depends yeah. for like a month. Yeah. yeah, I think these are all important. They're important. I think they're important. And that's why Meghan Markle doesn't want to go out in the world with a diaper. Yeah. And even though they're high cut and discreet, it's still a fucking diaper. Mm-hmm. And that's still a fresh baby. <laughs> and you don't want to go outside. Yeah. And you don't want to show it to the world. <laughs> and it's really hard to cover a depend ass as well. Wow. Just heads up. Oh, it's really you. hard to cover that you're wearing a diaper. <laughs> okay? As somebody who wore one, it's really hard to dress around a diaper. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So now she's got to worry about her hair and her face and, and her a dress diaper. and a diaper and a new baby that she's never, ever, ever experienced before. And figuring out how to breastfeed the baby as well. Yeah. That's a whole other I thing. I get it. Stay home. Stay home for like a month. Yeah. Then make your oh, fucking big yeah. reveal. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank story. you, Danielle. We this learned a lot about each other. Really, really, yeah. I, I love that. <laughs> I will never forget. My, my yeah. nutsack. Your nutsack. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to another question. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. All right, SOS. My girlfriend and I have been dating for a year and a half, and I've never fallen so hard and so in love with someone. She is my real first girlfriend I've had since coming out as gay, and she's been so significant in my life, I could not think of a person I would be this attracted to. So after only a few months of dating, we moved in together. After a few months of living together, I've noticed myself becoming such a jealous person and so and super paranoid about our relationship ending or her being attracted to other people. I've naturally had quite low self-esteem and I notice myself constantly checking her phone in fear that she is over our relationship. I should give you some context. It feels like my relationship needs have not been met in a while, i.e. she doesn't want to have sex as much as I do. I feel like I'm not getting as many invites to hang out with her friends and her as much as I used to and she doesn't fill me in on how she's feeling. Well, sure enough, me checking her phone led to me finding a text to her sister asking, how do you know when it's time to break up? I know this just confirms how I thought she was feeling and hate that she's leaving me hanging, knowing she wants to end this. It is complicated because she owns the place we live in, so I think she's afraid of leaving me stranded. I cannot tell her I was on her phone, and I think I need to approach this breakup as either A, um, I feel like you are over this, or B, my needs aren't being met and I think we need to break up. Please give me advice, you guys. I value your opinion so much and think you two are such logical ladies. Thanks, SL. All right, SL. Yeah. So you're jealous, or you were jealous. I don't want you to beat yourself up over being jealous. I know the books say that we shouldn't be jealous and we should give each other space, but this is your first relationship. And all of us who are in a first relationship have probably experienced being like obsessive, really possessive, and jealous. Like, I think it's just something you have to go through. And to those of you who are like, I've never been jealous. I'm just not that person. That's going to be me sitting on the other side. Fuck off. Liars. Liar. Nope. Nope. Because my first relationship, I was with someone like SL. Someone who was jealous. Someone who was just like always like, are you looking at this person? What are you, why aren't you telling me? Why don't you invite me to this? That shit is so fucking infuriating and whack and annoying that of course that person wants to break up with you. You're a fucking like deadbeat fucking ball and chain. Who wants to be with that? That's for me. When she, when I'm reading this, I'm like, get your shit together. You almost deserve to be broken up. If you're fucking jealous, if you're checking your phone so early on in the relationship and being like this needy, needy person, that's going to get old. That's not, no one's going to be attracted to that. Period. Isn't there a difference between neediness and jealousy though? Like, I think they're very, very different this things. this is needy and, and jealousy. Je- yeah. So I get the neediness. Like, hey, these are my needs. Like, I, I want to I wanna bang and I want to go to your friend's things and I want to be a part of your life. I give, like, actually, I'm okay with all of this because I was and probably still <laughs> am a very jealous person. Mm. I was, and this was not my first relationship. I was 30-something when I met my now husband. Mm. Jealous. Jealous then. Check the phone. Jealous of female friendships. Yeah. Jealous of past relationships. 100% that's how I was. And and Randall was like, mm honey, I love this. Well, this I mean, but then he me. also, he, for to his credit, though, whenever I had those moments, Randall's a very logical, very evolved, mm-hmm. very, um, uh, he really, he's very empathetic. He was… He's a better person than you are. He's a significantly <laughs> better person I love how she says those qualities, that, like, they're bad. Yeah. Empathetic. <laughs> he, he feels for the world. Yeah. He's all of those things. He chose me. That's what I say to him. You chose me. I love I, that line. I did not. I would not choose me. You chose me. Okay. I stole yeah. that line from you yeah. and I take it home to Yasik. And this is the tax <laughs> yeah. you pay. So okay. this is the tax you pay on choosing me. At any rate, he he was very good when I had those moments of like reassuring me to make sure that I felt comfortable and safe and secure in our relationship. He tried to temper the jealousy as best he could. Okay. And, and so he, he tempered not. it. Mm-hmm. And are you still a raging psycho? Um… No, because no one's looking at Randall anymore. (laughs) He's a dad. So okay. So no, I took that down. Yeah, yeah. Took that down. Yeah, I shut that all down. You and your vagina took that shit down. Shut it down. No one's looking at either of us anymore. (laughs) No one's got any reason to be jealous. We are out to pasture, and it's over. Those years are over. Like Sash, that's so great that you're so zen that way. But like zen, I'm pretty jealous too. Uh, In all aspects of life. Like, if someone's wearing, like, a coat that I have and they look better than me, I'm jealous. Like, if, you know… Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. 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 So… What if someone had better hair than you? Yeah. I'd be jealous. (laughs) Yeah. But there's one thing to be jealous and, like, envious, right? This is somebody who is 
jealous and it's seeping into their relationship. So much so that it's turned off her partner, right? Her partner wants to break up with her because of this. Yes. And no wonder why, you know, SL's writing to us and being like, well, my needs are getting met. I'm not having sex. Well, nobody is turned on by that behavior. And maybe you guys are, but her partner, who SNL has chosen to be with, clearly isn't down with that behavior. No. I… Listen, I didn't… So I feel like you need to be punished for that behavior. I didn't want to start with you should be punished. (laughs) So thanks, Ash. But yes, now that we've come there, yeah. Like SL, I think that you've, you know, probably… This is… This relationship isn't going to work. Get the fuck out. No, but then maybe what SL needs to do… Next relationship begins. SL needs to come into that relationship, be very honest to herself, to her new partner, and say, listen, I was a crazy, jealous person… And I really damaged and ruined my last relationship being that way. I'm going to try really hard not to do that again. But these are the couple of things I need that make me feel a little bit better. Yes. So like I don't like, – if it makes, certain triggers can be, hey, you're on your phone, we're watching TV and I can't see what you're doing. That's a trigger for me. So yeah. if we could maybe try to respect each other's needs and the things that, that cause us stress and anxiety, maybe we could try to do that and then start again. Start again. But I think this, is, this has a lot to do with being the first relationship. Yes. Like I really do believe that as time goes on – She'll find her groove and maybe temper the jealousy so it's not so completely devastating to our relationship. Well, it's not a total lost cause, right? I think you'll be heartbroken. You'll be really sad that, you know, inevitably this person, your girlfriend's going to break up with you. But from the carnage, pick those pieces up so that you learn from them that exactly what you said, Danielle, is in in your next relationship, you bring some healthier tools to your relationship. Yes. Which is, yeah, like set some, I guess, some boundaries that cause triggers. But I also have a feeling that like maybe SL needs to do some work on why she's so insecure, why Mm -hmm. she's so jealous because… Well, she just came out. Like, you know, when you are figuring out who you are and then you suddenly make the big step and you fall in love for the first time, all of that is so new for her. So uncertain. Everything is a first. So first, like… First acknowledgement of who you're attracted to and who you want to love. First person who loves you back. First seriousness. Like, of course she's going to feel a little unsteady. And so, yeah, I I don't want you to beat yourself up over being jealous. Like, Danielle's been there. I've been there. Um, But, again, learn from it. However, it is a learning experience. That's it. Um, okay, so yes, I agree. But what are these two options that SL has given us? Do you think they're any good? Because she says, one, does she tell her that she just feels like her partner's over this? So let's pull the plug, like give her partner the Oh, the pre breakup? Yeah. I'm breaking up with you because you're about to break up with me. Done it. Or, or just like, <laughs> yeah. done it, bought the t shirt. Yeah, totally. yeah. Or does she say, or does she, t- or she like act like this is her, like she's breaking up with her partner because her needs aren't being met? For me, I think… I don't like either of those options, to be quite honest with you. No. I think what you should be doing is actually be honest this time. You've just, like, invaded the person that you love, her privacy. You've looked at her fucking phone for the whole time you've been in this relationship. I think if you really want to make an improvement to yourself personally, be honest. Say, listen, I'm a dick… No, you're going to… Oh, Lainey's giving me the scrunched up face. Why not own up to your fucking mistakes? I'm into that. I don't know that that looking at a phone is a mistake, to be quite honest with you. I think it's too easy for people to start reaching out and poking around and DMing this and Tindering that. But, but she's found nothing. All she's found is that she finally saw a text to her sister being like, how do I break up with someone? I feel like all of this is unwarranted. If it was something where she found something and she was sniffing something and, and, and found the fucking receipts, fine. But this scenario is this person has invaded the love of her life's um, privacy, and I think the least you can do out of this is fucking come clean. Be like, I'm a shitty person. I'm so fucking jealous, so insecure. I looked at your phone. Please forgive me. Maybe we can, like, patch things up because I want to be with you. Like, maybe that can be the extension of proving her actual love. And maybe that could be self-improvement. Now, I… Did all those things, looked in the phone, jealous, all of those things. And now you're making me feel like a really shitty person <laughs> because I would not apologize. And if I were in the same situation, I would do it 
all over again. All over again. The problem now is face recognition is really, really hard to tap really, really, really hard, hard to crack. To get in. So if you get that code, because I do think you like if you're committing to living with somebody, sharing finances, building a life, merging families and friends and everything that else, all of their private. This is due diligence. This is due diligence at this point. That's what a lawyer would say. It's due diligence. Do your research. I, do your homework. Find out. Find out what you're getting into. I can't subscribe to that. I cannot subscribe to that. But if Randall I, went in my phone, I'd fucking lose you, it. Exactly. <laughs> That he would. Right? But if he but did. I, but he's not a jealous person. He doesn't care. That's fine. I, I, I think that my question is to what end? I feel like we've already established this relationship is over. I think so. Yeah. So. But the, the, the confirmation of it hasn't actually happened. No. And so I don't. all be in SL's head. Still. Oh, well, she found the text found the that text. said, uh, hi, sister. I'm How out. do I break up with someone? So, like, I when don't do think you know that. it's time to uh, break up. Uh, uh, what if. That text was a plant. What if that text, what if she texted her sister knowing that her girlfriend was going to go in her phone, hoping that that's how the conversation started because she didn't want to do it either. That's a pretty blatant, first of all, I would never text my brother that. And my brother's like my best person. And if I go to, for life advice, I wouldn't say, hey, how do I break up with somebody? You'd pick up the phone or you'd meet up with them. It's a weird text to send. Maybe it was a plant. It's a weird text. Would you text me that? No. Exactly. I text you some other shit, but like, <laughs> I, not that, not that you're breaking up with anybody, but I think that maybe, no, so okay. maybe, maybe no one's being honest. Maybe no one is like, on I the think that, I just I, don't think that there, I think that this relationship is past the point of, it's like, not it's salvageable. Expired. Yeah, so it's gone. at this point, like to what end? Like you're not saving it. So what are you being So on- leave with some dignity, leave with some like actual human respect. Dignity would be like, let's make it easy for everybody. I'm not happy. I think this should end. There. You already know she's not going to fight you on it. Okay. You're doing so her you a want, favor. You want That's SL's your dignity. option one, which was tell she her. She does the breaking up. She's like, oh, I know you're not feeling this. Let's end this. No, no. I don't think you do that either. Like that's passive aggressive almost. Okay. It is, I'm not happy, which is true. So I'm speaking from SL's perspective. I am not happy. I don't think this is working. Because I fucked it up. If SL can bring that, fine. I can co-sign that as a, a way to end it. But SL needs to take some ownership, actually all the fucking ownership, of being a fucking deviant fuck in the relationship and looking through her phones and, and fucking poking at every angle of that relationship to, like, let it bleed. I'm no. not, like, I don't think that, I'm not gonna, I, I, I can't support, like, asking someone to self-flagellate. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, she already feels bad. She already acknowledges that these are terrible emotions that she's feeling. So take yourself out of the relationship. Be like, this isn't working for me. I'm way too insecure and jealous to be Fine. in this oh, no. relationship. Great. And yes. I probably need to learn how to be stronger on my own before I can be in a healthy relationship. Okay. And you should be, and you should be with somebody yes, so who is more whole. But she doesn't have to be like, I suck. I did this. I betrayed your trust. I like no, no. That was me being just like, angry. Like that yeah. guy today. Yes. That guy. Exactly. Like the guy, oh my God, that Chinese pop star. Did I tell you about this? No. So he fucking cheated on his wife. He got busted on a taxi cab cam that got released to the media. You know how Hong Kong media yeah, yeah. is like amazing. crazy and amazing. <laughs> yeah. So he got busted and then two hours later he called a press conference. And confessed. And confessed crying. This is my kind I of guy. Suck. This is my I kind suck. of fucking guy. I don't think SL is that guy. No. But I do like, listen, what you had just said and hopefully SL just wrote that shit down verbatim is the perfect way to do it. That's what I'm saying. Just take ownership in the fact that you were being shady and you weren't bringing your best game as a partner. Okay, I agree. Take the ownership, but then also do a bit of the work. Like you can't just say, hey, listen, I did these things. I was insecure and then roll that into the next relationship. Take the time to, yes. to really try to curtail some of those behaviors. How did you curtail those behaviors? Uh, <laughs> how did you I learn? Tell me how you bettered know. yourself. Um, I just, I, I guess I, I don't, I actually don't know. I don't know. It's been so long. It's been so long, slash. I'm so evolved now. Yeah, so totally. I just like, transcended to another level. I don't know. I, like, I, we got married and nobody was looking at either of yeah. us anymore. But you know what? Estelle, don't beat yourself up. No, like, don't. I do not think that she has to go on her hands and knees and be like, here's no. what I did. Just be like, hey, I'm insecure. I don't have confidence to be in this relationship um, anymore. You don't have to fucking come clean about snoop, snooping in the phone. 
doesn't help anybody. Who's it going to help? Fine. Keep snooping. Yeah. Just don't <laughs> keep snooping. Just keep, just that keep, is not, keep a, a slight listen. monitor on a situation. <laughs> Install an app. Yeah, just a just a just a little tracking device. Nothing. Next week I'm, I'm kidding. On, I never did that. Next week I'm coming on this podcast by myself. These two people <laughs> fucking blow. Okay, yeah. you but invited me. I, yeah. You but know I do, me, but I do. I I I'm I'm okay. I really do. I, I subscribe to what you just said. Okay. Okay. Great. So great. Congrats. Let's go into our last question. Okay. okay. Oh. All right. Dear Sasha and Lainey and Danielle, <laughs> my best friend, let's call her T, got an internship last summer. While there, she started hooking up with one of her coworkers. She's 20 and he's 35. She promised it was just sex. Then she started to fall for him. Then she, then he breaks it off with her so that he can get back with his ex-girlfriend. Then he breaks up with his ex-girlfriend and wants to get back with my friend. Oh, this fucking guy. Mm-hmm. T was a little hesitant at first. She told me she didn't know what to do because she really missed him and he really helped her discover some things about herself. However, Sexually. Yes, <laughs> of course. However, the age gap is a pretty big one and the kicker is this guy wants a family. That was probably about five months ago. Now they have basically been all but dating but haven't made themselves official. She's only told me. Um, she's come to me crying because she doesn't think anyone will ever accept them. She doesn't know how he will ever fit into her life. And honestly, I don't see how they'll fit together either. She's a career-focused woman, not even out of college yet, and he will definitely want kids in the next five years. He seems like a good guy from what she's told me, although I've never met him. And I do think this relationship has been good for her, but for all the reasons I've mentioned, I am concerned. She's looking for me for advice, and aside from a harsh break it off, I don't know what to tell her. If you could keep me anonymous, that would be great. I'll let Lainey give me a name. Thanks. Okay. What do we want to call her? Oh. Hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> Rita. Rita. I love the Rita. name Rita. So we're talking about her friend is Rita. Her, yeah. Like this is Rita's situation. Okay, sure. Yeah. Right. Rita's in the relationship yes. with the guy no, who was No, T like, is in the relationship. Yes. She wanted our writer, oh. wanted to keep her name anonymous. Okay. Okay, Rita. Rita's the friend. Okay, Rita. And T is the guy, the woman dating the douchebag. The 35-year-old right? man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean… Listen, I wish there was like a magic thing to say, mm-hmm. but haven't we all had a friend in this situation? They're in love with somebody that, what can you ever say? Can you ever, can a friend ever turn no. the car around? No. 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 But this is the, the only positive in this is that she's in her 20s. Yeah. So she has time to mm. explore and to figure out what she wants, what she doesn't want. If she wants a family, if she doesn't. If she likes the idea of with an older, being with an older guy, if she doesn't. If she wants to travel or focus on her career, yeah. time is on her side. If she were, you know, 35, I would have maybe some different advice for her yeah. if she was questioning the point of a relationship. Because mm. at that point, at 35, you really want to know, you really want to make your decisions a little bit quicker. quicker. You don't want to yeah. waste time at that age. She can like figure this out. Let it, let it, you know, let it, let it do its thing. Let it go on a couple of trips if he's if he's on board with her and her age and her indecisiveness on having a family, that's on him too. That's on him too for committing to being with this younger woman. I agree. I mean, I think that there's no way um, Rita is going to convince her friend to Mm-mm. break up or stay with this Mm-mm. person. Like, it, that is out of your hands. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> anything you say is just mm-hmm. useless at this point. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, Danielle. Like, at 20, like… Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy, make a whole bunch of weird mistakes, be with an old man, and then as soon as he starts saying kids and you're like, excuse me, no way, that will, prob- that will probably put the death of the relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> Pretty yeah. imminently. Yeah. As soon as he's like, well, maybe we should get married or maybe we should like mm-hmm. – a 20-year-old's not wanting to get that serious. And as soon as he starts putting on um, the gasoline of that, she'll be out. Yeah. She'll, she'll pull out um, on her own. Yeah, just let her get there. Yeah. Let her enjoy a couple more months and see what happens. She's not in any urgent rush and maybe she's enjoying it. It is kind of weird though that he hasn't met anybody and that she's kind of really reluctant for him to become a part of any social circles or to see it, to meet anybody. Like that's kind of weird that she's well, keeping weird that him she's hidden. making it so Romeo and Juliet. Like how is anyone going to accept him? I mean, he's not like a nine-year-old man. I mean, I get that there's a 15-year age gap and that's kind of gross, but like… He's not like no, an my brother's, ancient human being. My brother's in a 13-year age gap situation. He's 40 and she's 27. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long have they been together for? Years. And when they met, he said she was 25. And then that was in early like January. And then her birthday rolled around in May. And I said, oh, how old is Camille? And he said, 25. I'm like, she was 24 the whole time? Yeah. Okay. So how did that go? So she's a young… She's a young 
woman. Uh, there are things like she doesn't know a lot of things that happened in the 90s. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so there's some like things, that, there's some gaps there. But they are matched perfectly in there in the way that they like to spend their time and their mm-hmm. interests mm-hmm. and like all of that. They are actually somewhere in the middle. They both equate about 32. They, they kind of level okay. out there. Yeah. Because um, she's ready for the things that he is ready for. Yeah. And he, and he ripened later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she's mature for her age. So it worked. And But at first, yeah, I was a little bit like, well, okay, I better… I better be the one to introduce this to mom and dad, the idea of this much younger partner to sort of make it palatable for everybody. Um, And it was. It was fine. It was fine. Not a a huge, enormous age difference. Just like different stages of life is really what it boils down to. But that's what it is. I think that the difference between that situation and this situation is at 20, it's it's like an ever-changing. You are a different person every two months. She can't 20. drink in the States. Yeah. Like yeah. You're, yeah. You're not legal. So I wouldn't worry, Rita, I wouldn't worry about your friend because again, in like two months, you don't know. Hey, summer's coming up. That's it. Summer's coming up. Also funny story. You know, when you look back and you're like, remember when I dated that really old 35-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> like it's just, it's life experience, Exactly. Right? The fact that she's questioning it right now, she doesn't want to introduce you guys. Uh, she's even mm. thinking about, oh, he's going to want kids. Oh, do I want to be with him? That is all the confidence I think you need. Those are the signs. Like, this is not, they're like not going to last. What's up. It's a good time, not a yeah. long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she just has to work her way around to being tired of him at 20 when the summer starts. Like, you guys are all going to be wearing less, going out more. Yeah. And other people will be wearing less and going a lot more. And then compared to, you know, if you've got a, I don't know, 25-year-old guy. Who's interested in you. Who's interested yeah. in you. Suddenly that 35-year-old is going to be like, he's looking really tired. <laughs> yeah. Because he doesn't have the stamina to yeah. go like a 20-year-old where a long weekend yeah. you, can, you can party for three nights in a row. And he keeps yeah. talking he's to you about having kids. And his Fuck. knees are hurting. Yeah. He will and- be the- <laughs> yeah. He'll turn her off on his own. P.S. I am much older than 35. However, but that's in the mindset of a 20-year-old, that's how I would be feeling, right? Mm -hmm. You're right. She's like starting her career. You said she's career-focused, Rita said. She's like learning new things in her job. She's having new business and, I don't know, career opportunities. Like, listen, I don't think that this is a thing at all. But I do understand at your age not to sound like – an old lady lecturing you, patronizing. But I do understand that at this age right now, everything seems dramatic. Yeah, that's true. But you guys are going to look back on this in maybe six months and be like, remember when like that was a your thing. boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. But I think yeah. – And literally six months later, you'll <laughs> yeah. think that. Yeah. Totally. T hits up Rita again. It's like, hey, what do I do? I think Rita just says – You'll figure it out. Do you? Yeah, you'll figure it out. Give it some time. Like those fluffy, fluffy words that really don't mean anything. And just like, you don't have to impart any advice on her or anything like that. You'll figure it out. Hey, what are we doing this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. It's summer. Don't make it a thing. What are we doing this summer? Yeah. Right? Yeah. What are we doing this summer? What are we doing on this May 2 weekend? Yeah, exactly. Let's get lit. Yeah. Everything's on fleek. Yeah. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, fire, fire. Whatever the lingo is. Exactly. I don't think fleek is it anymore, but anyway. Hey, Danielle, before you go, we've had like questions, people asking us, I think just a few weeks ago, we had someone ask us, she wanted to start her own business Mm. and branch out and like brand herself. And she asked us, what are the steps? And Sasha and I were like, maybe a little short. We were like, just do your thing. (laughs) Oh my God. But you, (laughs) we were great at that one. (laughs) But but you you just started a new thing. Yeah. You just started something independent from your eTalk hosting. So tell us about the process with that because I think we can call back to the people who have been asking and a lot of people who are out there who are wondering yeah. you know, about the same. I think for me, a lot of it was timing. I mean, I'm, I look to both of you because you both started things independently and built them and succeeded with them. And I remember thinking I wanted to do something like this uh, a couple of years ago and and I was like, oh, I don't really have the time or the energy or uh, anything to really say. Like, I didn't know what it would look like. And then I waited until I felt confident that I could have the time to dedicate to it because I think you can't do it if you're running on empty and running on very little and don't have A, the support, B, the creativity or anything to kind of make it flourish. So I, I waited for that. And then I had to get to a point where I had the confidence, and this was a big part of it, 
um, where I didn't give a fuck what anybody mm, thought. Mm-hmm. And because in the nature of what, I, what I've started, which is a family and lifestyle um, website, a lot of it's me and it's sharing me and my family and there's room for a ton of criticism and opinions and um, people weighing in on shit. And I, I had to be okay with not worrying what anybody else yeah. thought. And that goes for the outside world, like the maybe people who will read and watch from outside, but also the people who I see every day. Because that's the other thing. Like, I didn't want to feel like, oh, someone's reading this and judging and that. I just didn't, I didn't want that. Yeah. And, and now I don't fucking worry about it. Yeah. So it was a confidence that I had to build to, to feel like I could try it. And that now I also think when I was, we were, my husband and I were talking about it back and forth and, you know, you weigh out all the pros and the cons and things like that. The worst case scenario is it doesn't fucking work. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And if you were, if you remind yeah. yourself of that and it's not a huge financial commitment because that obviously is the, is the case with a lot of entrepreneurs, this isn't the case with, with my particular venture. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? I've got some great photos and videos of my kid. The end. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So if you really distill it down to, um, the, the, like that kind of stuff, it's, it, it becomes less insurmountable and manageable in your head. It's not. It's it's something I can try. I've got the confidence I can do it. The but timing you're doing is it right for you. I'm doing this it for time. me. Yeah, yeah I'm doing or not it for this me. time. But I think that's what the important. Yeah, thing is. it was it was something I wanted to do for me to do have something of ownership of my own that I could do and to find a creative outlet and to try something new because I've been in my career for a really 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 long time and I wanted to try something. Else. So what is so, this endeavor? Like, uh, get a bit more specific. Yes. So this is a family and lifestyle website. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called thefamilygram.com. And uh, outside of my nine-to-five job that you may have seen me do, um, I'm really into the outdoors, believe mm-hmm. it or not. I believe it. I'm really out. I'm really outdoors. <laughs> she makes her own. She taps fucking trees we to ta- make maple we, syrup. We tap trees. I, I couldn't believe it because the Danielle I got to know at the beginning was like, Barbie. She's it's Barbie. Barbie. And yeah. she loves that. You love that shit. Like, yeah. yeah. You fucking love your tits out. I do. <laughs> yeah. I do. You love a tight dress. I love a tight dress. You hate the wind. Yeah. You need your hair to be perfect. Yeah. And then I found out I she switched it all off. Yeah. Yes. And then like fucking Friday afternoon. And this is the this is the Friday afternoon, Danielle, I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Friday afternoon, you get in coveralls. 100%. And you fucking go up to the cap, like the cottage, don't strap some hair. snowshoes and on. You... <laughs> and I homestead, as I like to say. Like with air conditioning. <laughs> but, on the site, but on the site, there are recipes. There are recipes. There's cooking videos with my daughter. Yeah. Uh, there's DIY. DIYs. There's stuff uh, like home decor stuff I like to do. There's vlogs with my entire family. So my mom, my dad, my brother, Camille, the much younger partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all the stuff we love to do. I like. I will be planting my vegetable garden really soon. So I really like yes. planting my own food and showing B where food, my daughter, where food comes from. And yeah, I don't. I are I you going to update every week? Like every how- week, every week there'll be fresh stuff. Yes. Um, yeah, I'm trying to do it in a way that is really authentic and real to me. So there's this inclination in that space to filter everything so perfectly and have everything be so polished. That's just not my life. Like it just, it just isn't some, like we can capture some decent moments, but a lot of it's a bit of a mess mm. and I'm totally fine with that. So that's so how, excited. that's how it looks. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks guys. Congratulations. I do I know love that was good advice. the was knowledge. It, advice? it was great advice. Okay. Yeah. Just because I think that the hardest part for a lot of people is where to start. Mm-hmm. And I think you laid out all those steps, but also all of this is in your wheelhouse. Like you've yeah. been doing this your whole life. Like your family does this shit. Yeah. Plants and cans. Things. We, we make tomato sauce. We make salami. Like it's, we're a, like my mom's Italian. So I, my, my family has just been people who like everything yeah. centered around food and your family. And sometimes there's fights and blowouts and yeah. you don't speak for a couple months, but then it's cool because then it's like the next season of something that has to get done yeah, so you yeah, all get yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have been lucky enough to be the recipients of the canned… Nope, I haven't. Um, nope, I have not to me. bring that tonight. Nope, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry, who's been lucky enough? And Yasek and I. Oh, yeah. oh my. Too bad for you. Excuse me. But you're not shameless. Like she'll say to me, I'll be like, what are you doing this weekend? And she'll be like, oh, we're canning this weekend. And I'll be like, I'll, okay, I'll hold Danielle, my hands are out. Are you canning this weekend? No. I would love some canned goods. But you know what will happen when my when I harvest my bounty okay. of my vegetable garden? I will get some. Yes, I'll but I'll bring you some tomato item. sauce. Okay, great. Yes. Like, but you're you also, don't, you, but also you don't, don't need, need any meat. And I bring them sausage. Oh my God, the sausage is. Yeah. I the sausage. Do you not make other things outside we, we, of meat? Yeah, we do. I will take yeah, some of the non Would you like some maple syrup? 
I'll take everything that you have that is not meat. Thank okay. you. <laughs> so is this like family gram maple syrup? Yeah, oh yeah, tapping. I know, but you know what? To be Why honest with you, are you like fucking this is, little house on the prairie? I don't know. I just love this like off the grid analog life. I just love it. But that being said, it has to be balanced with here because I couldn't live like that year round, to be really, really honest. I watched that show, Alaska, The Last Frontier, and I'm like, I could do that. And I was like, the fuck you could do that, Danielle? You could never have a chicken. Like, I wanted to get chickens this summer, and he's like, and who's cleaning up that? I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I was going to get their eggs and like make it all magical. Right. But there is other parts of it that Logistical is just, yeah. yeah. I couldn't do live like that, but I do love the balance of it. Last thing I'm going to say about the advice thing, because it just came back to me, is if something's like nagging at you. And this was like nagging at me for a long period mm. of time. Yeah. Years of it like rolling around in there and me like thinking about it and percolating on it and, you know, thinking about how I would execute it. That's how you know you probably should take a kick at the can is if it's just like there and it's yeah. bugging you and it's like in your head. Okay. Well, yeah. the site looks that. great. It looks Thanks, beautiful. guys. The Thanks pictures for the love. Are so it's thefamilygram.com. You got it. Check it out. Yeah. You can take a look at uh, <laughs> Danielle's homesteading. <laughs> and there's a shopping app eventually, right? Eventually, yeah. We'll get there too. I've got some ideas on what I want to do with that. And that's like in the cooking space. Okay, everybody. Check out uh, thefamilygram.com yeah. and check out Danielle on Instagram yeah. at Danielle Graham. And then in terms of podcast keep your questions coming to me at sasha at ladygossip.com thank you danielle thank you guys so fun subscribe to us where you get your podcast and we'll be back next week bye bye What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.